Welcome back to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. We're so excited to be back with you. And this season, we are counting down to JV Connect, the first of its kind, December 12th to 14th, 2023. This is going to be an incredible, dedicated networking event, and you are going to want to be part of it. And this podcast is here to help prepare you to get the most out of this incredible event. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy. And over the next few weeks, you're going to get to hear from some of the best people in the industry about networking, as well as some solo training from me. So be sure to join us on December 12th to 14th for JV Connect. And now, let's get to the interview. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy. And with us today, we have Jeff Borshoa. Jeff Borshoa is a professional problem solver connecting businesses with the solutions they need in order to thrive. Jeff is a super connector, and he brings his vast business network to solve business problems. Jeff believes that a problem well-defined is a problem half solved i'm excited to have jeff on the show because he's one of the real committed connectors you know a lot of people are connected but he is one of the committed connectors and true networkers in my network so that's why i have as one of the first interviews on the relaunch show so welcome jeff well thank you very much for having me michael i'm excited to see the the new energy of the guy who knows a guy and I guess that makes me a guy. So thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah, you, you are you are a guy known by the guy who knows the guy. So yeah, it's, it's great to have you on here. And, and the reason I wanted to um, start doing what we're doing here in this next season is to really share with people the real form of networking, because there's a lot of corrupted networking out there that I talk about, and the the wrong form of networking. So let's, let's start with that. What is networking to you? How would you define it if someone's like, I've never heard the word networking. What does that mean? I love it. And if you don't mind, I'm going to start with what networking isn't to me because I think that's that's a, a big part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I hear a lot of misconceptions about networking, and, and usually it's in the derogatory, you know, I joined this MLM and they told me to network. Um, if you're okay. transactional and you're you're literally knocking on every friend's door and begging them to buy something from you. I don't believe that's networking. So to me, good networking, networking done well, is about building authentic relationships and finding ways to help the people in your network. And sometimes that's, hey, I've got this thing, I'm going to sell it to you. Um, your life is better because of it. But other times it's saying, you know, I know you don't need my widget, but I know a guy who knows a guy that can help you solve mm -hmm. your problem. Um, so to me, networking is just really, truly building authentic relationships that lead to business. I like that. Yeah, I, I was talking to someone the other day who was who was saying, you know, he's trying to find a job or something, you know, something networking to really help with. He's like, yeah, but but I don't I don't like that thing where you got to go talk to people and you're and you're begging them for something and you're being needy and and you're coming to take something from them. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awful and awkward and uncomfortable. But you know what you should try instead would be networking. Networking is what you're looking for. He's like, wait, that's not, oh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and just to, to give your listeners a, a bit of an idea of where I set the bar, um, I now have a rule. I don't work with somebody who hasn't read The Go-Giver or one of The Go-Giver hmm. books. Um, by Bob Berg and John David Mann, because I don't want to have to teach them that networking is about giving and taking. You yeah. know, it's breathing in, breathing out. And believe it or not, I 
spent months trying to figure out how do I filter out, how do I only spend time with the right people. And one of the things I realized is that the people I connect with instantly, they have the go-giver on their desk or in their bookshelf, and, and they <laughs> as Michael reaches for it. <laughs> Mine is right behind me, and I don't want my curtain to fall on my head. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm literally doing a, a book deep dive on the go-giver, and I'm sharing my experiences on LinkedIn. I get three reactions. One reaction is, oh, my God, I love Bob Berg, John David Mann. It's an amazing book. I can tell you right off the bat that's somebody I'm going to have something in common with. Mm-hmm. The other reaction I get is, never heard of it. Um, they're too much work for me. Mm-hmm. I have to educate them. I have to teach them manners. I have to teach them things. Not judging them, but if if you don't know how to ride a bicycle, you shouldn't be competing at the Olympics in a bicycle event. Yeah, yeah. And then the third reaction I get is, that book is stupid. <laughs> and I love that reaction because it slams a door they don't even see. Yeah. But it lets me know that they're not my kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so that's a great test. And now, now, and of course, in that second group, you certainly have. I mean, I I only read it, I think, a year and a half, two years ago. So th- there was a time when I was in the I've never heard of that book. But once I did read it, I was like, yeah, wow, somebody wrote this book about the way I think about networking. This is amazing. So, yeah. so I think in that second group, you certainly could run across someone who simply hasn't come across that book, but they have the yeah. go giver mentality. Um, yeah. But that definitely that third group is a real clear. It's like I read that book and it's stupid. But like, oh yeah, look at my wrist. I've got to go. Wow, I, I smell something burning. I, you know, and and that's the thing. I don't judge people who don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that it's going to take more time than I have. Um, so one of the things I, not to single out just Bob Berg and John David Mann, I also resonate with people who talk about givers gain yeah and you know anyone who's been through i call b and i sort of the the networking boot camp (laughs) um they've at least got the basic skills that they understand give and take yeah whereas if if people have never heard of either dr ivan meisner or bob berg or john david mann yeah i'll send them the link and say, you know, read it and then come back to me. <laughs> so it, it's literally my filter now, and it's opened up a very different world of networking, and it saved me a lot of time because I don't have, you know, I get a lot of people who say, can I have 15 minutes of your time? I want to pitch something to you. And, you know, a, a friend of mine calls it a pitch slap. Um if I need your thing, I will reach out to you. I'll reach out to my network and I'll ask, who do you know? You know, I'll reach out to Michael and say, do you know a guy who does this? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to pick up the phone and, and buy something on a cold call. Right. So if somebody just says, hey, I want a 15 minutes to present something to you, no thank you. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'll, I'll often take that if they're honest about it because – Part of what I teach is how to not have to cold call. So anyone who's pitch slapping me is a prospect by definition, unless they really, really like pitch slapping. But there's, they'd still be a prospect. So they still might find it to be a better way. But yeah. Um, but yeah, but other than that, that is certainly, yeah, you're not going to. Although I do appreciate the honesty of people who are 
honest about, you know, I looked at your profile or saw your comment, and I think I might be able to help you. I offer this. Are you open to a call to discuss it? Um, yeah, that I can get on board with. Yeah. Um, but, hey, I'd like 15 minutes of your time to discuss how we might collaborate. That's a hard no. <laughs> collaborate? You mean yeah, your part <laughs> is you give me money, and my part is I might give you a service. Yeah, um, collaboration done. Yay me. Yep. Yes. So so for people who don't who haven't had the chance to network really well, because if you haven't done it really well, you haven't seen the results of it. Um, what are some of the benefits you've gotten from networking? How has networking made your life better? And keep in mind, we're trying to keep this 30 minutes. So the best six or 17. <laughs> uh, I'll give you my top three if, if that helps. That works. Yeah. Um, OK, so I'm in trouble if this isn't number one. I met my wife through networking. That's a good so, one. So, you know, I can't top that. And and it's funny. We met 20 years ago. We've been married 19. Um, a lot of people who said, oh, no, it'll never last because we – I don't know. We didn't meet in a traditional way, like drunken night at a bar or something. Um, they're now divorced, looking for their next relationship, and they're asking us for advice. And my advice is really simple. And it sounds weird, but be clear on who you want, who you'd like to meet, who you want to spend your life with, mm -hmm. and engage in the activities in the communities where those people hang out. Yep. You know, if you're a dog lover, don't go to a cat farm. You know, if you're a cat lover, don't go to dog parks. Um, but that's the number one benefit to my life. Um, number two, I don't have a single problem in my life that I can't solve within two or three degrees of, of my network. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I might need an intellectual property lawyer tomorrow and I'll call Michael and I'll say, hey, Michael, who do you know? Um, but the beautiful thing about my network, it's overall an investment. I never know who's going to give me that introduction I need that becomes a client or service provider. But anytime I have a challenge in my life, I just read it, reach out. And my network gives me the solution. Hmm. And the best part is I don't have to do research. I don't have to hope for the best. <laughs> I can reach out and say, hey, Michael, I know you bought your house through this realtor. What was your experience? Mm -hmm. So th that's my number two. Number three is when you network well, a good networking relationship is very mutual, very mutually beneficial. Um, I have one person that I introduce her to people regularly. She's probably introduced me to about 300 perfect prospects in the last three months. I could not get that result. Like, I'm talking perfect. Here's my avatar. Here's who I want to serve. And she hands them to me on a silver platter. Um, and by the way, those tend to close 80, 90% rather than, you know, cold traffic closes mm -hmm. 20%. Um, she does it because she likes me. There's no money exchanged. It's just she knows that I'm going to make her look good. So that builds a stronger bond between me and her, mm -hmm. but it also builds a stronger bond between my community because when I get a new client, that becomes a new person I can introduce to my network. Yeah. So my network becomes richer for having that next person added. Yeah, and that's that's so powerful. And I, and, and this is yeah, you know, as you probably saw, this is one of the standard questions I now send to guests um, when I when you schedule the interview because as one thing, I, if you, if you are a great networker, I don't need to tell you 
the benefits of networking. But if you're not a great networker, you've never seen what great networking does. And yep. so, and, and it tends to be, it's not slow, but it's not instant. So you go to an event or you meet some people and you do what we tell you to and you help them and you do some good for them and you're giving and a week later you're still broke and you haven't got any customers. And you're like, this is dumb. I'm going back to what I was doing because nothing magical happened. Um, and Can I share an example of that? Yes. <laughs> okay, you're going to love this one. Your audience is going to cringe. Um, I have a friend. I will not name him. Um, <laughs> he started a new job in sales, and his employer said the standard is you have to do X number of cold calls a day, X number of days a week for X number of months, and then you'll start to close deals. And he followed the protocol, and, and I won't say what industry they're in, but let's just say that nobody is sitting at home waiting for a wealth manager to call them and say, hey, guess what? I'm going to manage your money. Uh -huh. He did 10,000 cold calls, got zero clients. So he literally spent an entire year cold calling. Every day he'd steal his energy up. He'd get on the phone. Um, he came to me. We, we created a strategy. And we, we agreed what networking looked like for him. We agreed what he was going to do. Exactly two weeks, he came back to me and said, networking's stupid, I give up. And I, it, so his boss said, well, then you got to double down. His goal this year is 20,000 cold calls. Yeah, because 10,000 work well, so. Yeah, and he said, well, I double the inputs. I'll get clients. And I said, no, you double the input, you double the output. Two times zero is? <laughs> and he went, oh, shit. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. People yep. want instant results. And, and networking is like planting a crop. You got to yep. plant the seeds. You got to tend to it. And then you harvest. Yeah. I, I, I like to say I was blessed with starting with nothing. Because um, I, I was at a, a birthday party for a for one of my daughter's friends, and I was listening to people, because, you know, they all grew up in the same town, they all know each other, um, they are somewhat moneyed, uh, at least based on the house that, that we were at, and, you know, they're business owners, and they're all very successful, and they're chatting, and they were sharing, sharing stuff, and doing networking the way you do in an existing community, but none of them would think to network intentionally, they just know some people already, because they grew up with them. I was blessed to know no one when I moved to the area. I didn't have a business or a job. All I had was compulsive extroversion. And so I just introduced people to each other because it seemed like something to do. And that resulted in becoming, you know, three months later, people were like, you're such a great connector. I'm like, I'm a what? I just connect you to people I met elsewhere at the same room you were in. But, you know, that, that led to build that network from zero because you have some network then you're like i already know people but they're not the right people so i guess i'm screwed if you know zero people then you figure well i better meet someone and it it really sets the right way but i was, I was thinking about uh the benefits i've gotten from networking which yeah they fade into the background but i think about how many cities i have been to to events that i definitely didn't pay for the ticket for the event sometimes didn't pay for the hotel and at least once didn't pay for travel and i've been to yeah. San Francisco, Orange County, Dallas, Miami, New York, and Ottawa, um, all for events that match those descriptions through networking connections. Um, yeah. And that's just in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing I, I want to – sorry, I'm used to podcast hosting, so I'll try to behave. But 
Um, one of the things I want to pull out is you mentioned that you're an extrovert and you just figured out this is what I got to do. I want to burst a little tiny bubble out there because a lot of people say, but I'm an introvert. Oh, yes, yes. Network. Thank you. Go ahead. And and I love extroverts networking, but I want to say that for the introverts out there, you have a unique advantage in that you're willing, you skip, by the way, introverts hate small talk. Yep. yep. So introverts will go straight to, you know, and, and Michael's probably seen this with me. You know, we talk a little bit about his family and how things are going. Then we get right into the, the meat of the matter. Um, I want introverts to hear this. If you go to a networking mm -hmm. event, stretch yourself and try to have two, three meaningful conversations. And then you give, give yourself permission to leave. Because I know a lot of extroverts, they're the first one there, the last one to leave. Um, the introverts are in the corner rocking, going, I want to go home. Give yourself that grace. Mm -hmm. But introverts, they ask deeper questions. They have deeper conversations. Yep. And even if you're incredibly shy and introverted, which are two different things, you can build a network just by walking up. And I'm going to give advice that my 10-year-old, I follow him at school sometimes and I watch him. He walked up to a new kid. He was brand new to the school, didn't know anyone. He said, hi, I'm Nate. Can we be friends? Mm -hmm. And the other kid smiled and said, sure. Like networking is not complicated if you show up, as you said, to serve. And if you serve enough people, they'll remember you. Yeah. Well, in and the other thing is I point out with the extrovert um, is my extroversion allowed me to be ignorance on fire to learn what I now know and can now teach. Um, and, I, and it reminds me of the difference between the founder of Uber and the people who now run Uber. So Uber needed Travis Kalanick and the fact that he cared about nothing and no one to get it started. No, no respectable, respectful organized leader could have started that company because they'd be like well the law says we can't do it so we can't do that whereas travis kalanick was like screw your laws i'm starting my company um and you know he could bust through and because he plowed that road it was able to create a company where a more mellow organized traditional type of leader could then lead it along same thing with yeah. me my extroversion made it fun to go to events and just being there drinking the wine eating the hors d'oeuvres meeting the people i'm winning i'm having a good time um, yeah. And that allowed me to spend a few years wandering around in circles until I discovered, oh, this works, this works, this works. Then I can tell, I can meet with the introvert and say, skip all that, jump straight to here. This is the answer. And yeah. so, you know, I can get someone, I mean, I, I can actually get someone to skip the event entirely. Um, one of the, the classes I once taught was how to network without talking to strangers. <laughs> and it's basically that you talk to the people you know. You, know, you have to know what you're trying to do, uh, but you talk to the yeah. people you know, and then at the end of the meeting, you say, who do you know that I should talk to next, who will you know, lead me on this journey, get me closer to what I'm trying to do? And most people are like, oh, yeah, talk to this person and this person. And then and if you're really introverted, you say, hey, could you pick up the phone right now and call them so we could so you could introduce me? So you could actually get to the point where you never need to approach a stranger um, cold you'll you'll at least have the last person holding your hand to hand you off to them so you know yeah. it, at the peak of introversion you can do that but and then the other thing i i, I think is a good idea is as at those events if you're focused on helping them instead of helping yourself because i think yeah. a lot of people they think they're introverts mostly they just don't like pitching people and so yeah. it's like i don't know i don't have an elevator pitch and i don't know how to explain myself 
I don't. We can get through an entire conversation at a networking event, and you still don't know what I do. I've introduced you to someone. I connected you. I recommended a book and a YouTube channel, and I introduced you to someone on the spot, and you still don't know what I do. But you know I'm a pretty good connector. Well, and honestly, that's when you're in that space, a good connector will connect you with people. They'll help you. Yep. And you'll walk away going, I don't know what Michael does, but I really like that guy. Mm -hmm. And that's the the magic of being a really good connector is you don't need the ego boost of saying, I did that. Yeah. You know, you, you just and, – and that's one of the things I love at my networking events is I'm paying attention. I'm taking notes. And I'll say, oh, by the way, you need to talk to this person. And I'll bring them over and, and you know, whether it's on Zoom or in person mm – -hmm. I know that nobody wants to approach a stranger, but if I'm making an introduction, I'm the common connection. And if, if I do it right, you both walk away going, wow, that Jeff's amazing. Yeah. And actually, you mentioned online and you know talking about introverts. So I have found that, that while I am extrovert, I'm also sometimes inclined a bit to shyness. I can push myself past it because I have the techniques and I've trained, but I'm by default shy. Um, and I've always liked speed networking live, and then every networking event on Zoom is speed networking. Um, so there's no walking up to someone. You're like, boom, we're in a room. Okay, I guess we're in a room now. I guess we're talking. Um, what have you seen in, in the transition to the internet um, and how that's changed for, for making life easier for shy networkers? Yeah. You know, it's funny because when COVID first struck, Everybody I know said networking's dead. You know, B&I, shares dropped. Everybody said, that's it. We're done. And what's the next thing? And what I love, I'm a stubborn, stubborn human being. When somebody said, you can't network on Zoom, I said, watch me. And and when I first did, by the way, this was, you know, the pendulum swung to the, I wasn't focused on money. I was just focused on doing it. Yeah. Um, I had networking groups literally around the world. You know, and the time zones were killing me because South Africa, Europe, London, you know, you, you get to the Australia, New Zealand, and it's like, oh, God, when does Jeff sleep? Um, but what I think that the magic of, in my opinion, what I like about Zoom networking is it's efficient. Yeah. And you actually reminded me of this. It's funny because I used to do a Friday networking call on Zoom before COVID. And then when COVID hit, somebody said networking is dead, and I shut my Friday calls down. And then you and I started talking, and I went, that was stupid. Um, so I, I relaunched it. And yes, it is speed networking, but what I love about it is the efficiency. Number one, it starts at a certain time. Number two, it ends at a certain time. I have all the tools in front of me to follow up with people. Um, but most importantly, I think um, – it allows me to very quickly, first of all, I can show up and serve. So I bring a friend and I introduce them to you. That's a big win for both of us. But second of all, it allows me to, I don't do one-on-one -on -one conversations anymore until I've met somebody through networking. Mm -hmm. Because if they're just going to show up at networking and you know read their script and then show up and throw up, I don't need to waste my time or theirs on a one-on-one. But if somebody shows up in a room, and, and I love watching other networkers in play, if somebody's really good at networking, then I'm happy to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah. So 
Zoom is really filtered out. Um, the other thing I will say is, you know, as an introvert, I don't like making small talk and Zoom sort of eliminated that. But the other thing, this is really, really simple. I hated networking events that had wine or alcohol and appetizers and music because number one, I can't hear what's going on because you you know you got the music in the background. Yeah. But then you're always juggling, you know, which hand has my drink, which hand has my appetizers, and you know you're trying to shake hands and it's just awkward. Um, so personally, when I'd go to events, I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't drink. You know, you try to find a quiet corner away from the music. Mm -hmm. um, what I love about Zoom is I don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's a it's a great point, and, and that's one of my pet peeves is is networking events that aren't built to be networking events. Um, it's one of the things I'm I'm talking about in the webinar I'm doing today is beware of networking events hosted by people who hate networking, and and you can hear it when they're talking about it. But like this isn't your typical networking event. Our event's going to have blank, and if blank does not support networking, you've got a host who hates networking events. Yo, our yeah, event's going to have live band, band yeah. and wings. Yeah, and I'm like, what? That's not a networking event. Because I've had this happen, an actual Chamber of Commerce event that, that you know, because I'll ask people, like, what did you come here hoping to find? They're like, oh, I just like this band. I'm yeah. like, what the? Then go to a concert. But it's, it was the Chamber's fault because they had the live band at this yep. event that would draw people who weren't even in business. And yeah. it, it wastes everyone's time. And now now, now – yeah, you know, I, I just had to approach someone to discover they don't even own a business. They're not looking to network. They're just here for the band. And that's the point of a networking event is it should be every person you talk to is there to network. So for the yeah. introvert, he's like, okay, I can only talk to three people. But every one of them wants to talk to me because they're here to network. If you start diluting that with people who are there for the band or the party or the wings, yeah. now you've made it so much harder for the yep. people who are there. But to, to your point about networking being dead, I think it's, that's funny. I, I didn't actually hear anyone um, anyone say that when, when it happened in circles I was in um, because my perception of it was the world just opened to me. Uh, yep. now, now my, the BNI groups that I was involved in were uh, underwhelming in terms of their networking strength because they were old groups, and old groups have a lot of people who are – they're not ambitious anymore. They're on the backside of their careers, and they're just yep. kind of hanging out and drinking coffee. Um, an old boys club there to catch up and yeah. compare yeah, portfolio. Yeah. The Thursday morning coffee club. Um, and yeah. maybe some business happened. But um, but I thought, my first thought was, our group just went on Zoom. That means that tens of thousands of other groups just went on Zoom and BNIs in almost every country in the world. Wait yeah. a minute. And so within the first month, I visited I visited chapters in uh england canada west coast south uh, southeast australia malaysia and i traveled the world on zoom to all these bni yeah. and it was, they're all bni chapters so they're all the same structure you know exactly what to do same intro works fine um and i met all these people and that then opened me up to other online networking groups and other online opportunities and catapulted into this so much wider world um, but yeah. it was recognizing and, – and so I had a totally different experience in April 2020. Everyone else is like, oh, my God, everything's shut down. I'm like, shut down? Have you seen what's going on here? I just plugged – That's I just, me. I, I was like, oh, I can run a networking group in Africa. Yeah, cool. like, I just transcended to the internet. I no longer am, am held by the bounds of the earth. 
was I'm not a mere mortal. I can go out in the world. I'm a god. Yeah. It, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's, re <laughs> that's really how it felt. Um now, now you you mentioned something about uh, with the online events bringing bringing someone else and in the 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 answer to your best networking tip you said stop meeting people one to one. So talk about oh, that. Yes. Okay, so I know this goes against a lot of common common words and and by the way i love bni and people sometimes say oh you sound like a critic my only criticism of bni is that they really push the one-on-one -on -one networking mm -hmm. and the reason i don't like one-on-one -on -one is it's very inefficient and you know i was in a chapter with 50 people i would literally spend 50 hours just to meet everybody in the chapter mm -hmm. So what I do instead, and I, I borrowed this idea from uh, Keith Ferrazzi, and I, I filtered it through a golf lens, but golf in my world is the original networking activity. Like, literally, I think that's why golf became popular, mm. is that people golfed, and the magic of golf is you always go out in a foursome. So what I tell people is, let's say you and I were going to meet face-to-face, -face, or we're going to meet on Zoom. Um, again, this is we serve and we receive, I would say, you know, Michael, I think you need to meet so-and-so. And you would say, Jeff, I think you need to meet so-and-so. And what you do is when we network, we bring each bring a friend. So in the end, you've met two new people hmm. plus me. So it, it's very leveraged. Yeah. And the, the magic of it, because people say, oh, that won't work or, you know, but if you think about it, if you're going to do one-on-one, -on -one, you'd normally invest three hours to meet three people. That's ignoring driving time and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the magic of meeting with, with four people together is you condense it into an hour, but you actually get more networking done because my relationship to you gets stronger because we came together and we each brought a friend. Yep. But the relationships with the other two, they accelerate because – they're sharing the, the reciprocity of the respect and value we have for one another. Yeah. Well, I, I love this concept. I, I have my open virtual coffee because I got the yeah. problem. My schedule was full of yeah. – I was only doing 30-minute one-to-ones, and it was still filling my entire schedule. <laughs> um, and I realized a lot of the people I was meeting with, I didn't need to meet with them. They didn't need to meet with me. I didn't need to meet with them. It was not yeah. good use of anyone's time. So I said, what if I just did an open virtual coffee? So if I don't know if we should meet – Come th come Friday at one and join the join the fun. And originally it was you know to save me time, but then I discovered that what would happen is just what you're talking about. If I bring in Bob and Bob's not really fit for me, but Susie's also there, by one twenty, Susie and Bob are talking to each other. I'm checking my email. <laughs> yep. Um, and I'm you know, I'm half listening. They're talking because like I I pretty much figured okay neither of them are really exactly who I need to meet. But they want to meet each other, so I'm kind of half listening. And then, yeah. you know, they'll say something I'm like, oh, and I'll pop back into the conversation because now that's relevant. But I don't have to yeah. carry this one-to-one -one with someone who's not necessarily aligned. And I don't have to be like, okay, how do I make sure someone gets – oh, now, now that I've invested this time in this meeting, now I need to invest another 10 minutes, send an email to someone to introduce them. Uh, and yep. so it's, hey, you came. You met someone else at my meeting. I have served you. Michael out. Uh, job's done. Exactly. Checked. Um, yeah, and it's it's a really it's a really powerful leverage way of doing it. Um, and yeah, I, I like the concept. I don't think I want to put in the time to actually like, track down someone else and align four schedules and whatnot. Yeah. But well, but the same and honestly, applies. the Friday open coffee is 
a, an advanced thing, but I tell people yeah. if you're just starting out, like the the foursome is a beginner thing. Yeah, you that know, makes sense. if you're new to networking, your schedule's just, not swamped yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the 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 fifty demands. You know, people say, "Oh, I just need fifteen minutes of your time." I get about two hundred requests a week for fifteen minutes. I'm not going to do the math here, but that hurts my head, yeah, and it's lot. like, yeah, yeah. just come to the networking call and. So the the virtual coffee is, you know, let's call that, you know, you're going for your PhD in yeah. networking. Um, the foursome is you're just trying to get your, your high school degree. Yeah. Well, and, and, and actually I was thinking along this analogy that BNI is like your associate's degree in networking. So mm -hmm. most people barely finished high school of networking. BNI is a degree. And when yeah. you're in it, you're like, oh, my God, mind blown. And then with us, we're at, you know, the master's, PhD, postdoc level. And we're like, oh, oh, that's so cute. You just discovered, you know, multivariable calculus. That's that's adorable. Um, but, and, you know, it sounds, I don't mean to belittle it, because if you just discovered BNI, then you're doing amazing things. And you're so far ahead yeah. of the people who aren't doing it. Um, but, you know, I remember when I thought BNI was amazing. And it was yeah. absolutely part of my journey. But it's a part of my journey I passed. Because, yep. you know, we're, we're beyond that. So, like, I wouldn't join a BNI chapter now because I'd be carrying it. But um, yep. but for a lot of people, it is amazingly valuable because it is it is that starting point. It's a great place to begin. Um, so so we are coming to the end of our time. Um, but because I have another networking meeting. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> but, Jeff, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to, to follow up and learn more of the world of Jeff? The very, very best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the best. The second best is my website is globalwellnesshq.com. Globalwellnesshq.com. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for being on. This has been awesome. This is the first interview of the new season. I can't remember if season five or six. Not that it matters. But the new one after the six-month hiatus. So thanks for helping us. Awesome. Kick the season back off. This has been awesome. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch more in the near future. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, I can't wait to see who else you have in the new season. Thank you for joining us for the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy. And I hope you'll join us in December from the 12th to the 14th for JV Connect. Go to guywhonowsaguy.com for more details. Now, if it's after December 2023 and you're listening to this, it's okay because we're going to be doing this event every quarter. So go to guywhonowsaguy.com, see what's new, see what's happening. And, of course, check the show notes to learn about our guests and how you can get in touch with them. Check out our next episode for more great training, information, and networking tips from Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.